So, I am absolutely convinced that someone in the WWE listens to my show. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. Don't come at me with pitchforks and torches. So, anyways, um, yeah, I thought this was a decent show. You know, I actually, I do look forward to Money in the Bank. But I look less forward to the matches or like the ladder matches. I look more forward to just seeing who who wins and the potential fun it could be seeing a new superstar made. Sometimes I I know we've had Money in the Bank winners like Kane and Randy Orton and um, Brock Lesnar who aren't necessarily new superstars. But for me, I think it was cool to see Kane get the token world championship run because even though technically ECW is a world championship, like. He only had 24 hours with the, with the WWE title, you know, and so uh, that was always cool to see him get that. And um, obviously, Orton was moving into the storyline with the uh, the authority. Um, but no, I look like I said, look, I look less forward to the last because we've seen a lot of the same stuff that they do, you know. Um, it just comes down to just seeing new people get opportunities and hoping that they WWE uh, puts the briefcase on, on people who are future champions like last year you know having Otis win it I remember watching it like I get it Otis has a ton of charisma very talented guy I completely understand I just wasn't enamored with the idea you know at the same time one thing we've learned is that they could experiment during the pandemic, you know, which they did. Um, and uh, I think the briefcase isn't being, being used the way it should have been used. It, not the way it should have been used. But once they because I said this on the show before, if the original plans were to remain, then um, he was going to get a token world title run. He would have, you know, because, and for those of you who haven't listened to it, because I don't remember the, the episode Apparently the plans were like this. Reigns would have beaten Goldberg for the Universal Championship. Then Reigns would have lost the Universal Championship to Baron Corbin the very next month. Then Otis would have still won Money in the Bank, but then Otis would have gotten the Universal Championship for uh, whoever knows how long. So they actually had plans to put the belt on him, supposedly. Um... So, as everything is, plans change, and they end up putting the belt on Braun Strowman, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, anyways, I thought this was a very strong show. Um, I don't think I thought any match was necessarily bad. Um, I don't think I don't think any match was bad, actually, now that I think about it. I think there was matches I was looking forward to more, more so than the other, like Edge, Reigns, the Money in the Bank matches. Um, Lashley destroying Kofi, you know, stuff like that. Um, but let's go, let's start with the kickoff show. The kickoff show had the Usos winning the tag team titles. Um, credit to Sound Monster Sounds Off. He does great work. You should go check his podcast out. But I caught a clip of his where he said the Usos are the kickoff kings, and I don't think anyone can argue that. These, these guys have had more success on the kickoff show than anyone else, you know. Um, is it a little weird for them to have won the World Tag Team Championships right now, considering Jimmy's situation? 
it's really strange, but I'm I'm going to assume I'm trying positive here. Air quotes, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes, that they are forcing Jimmy to go to a rehab of some sorts in private on WWE's dime while he's on television. I'm just assuming that. Because to put the World Tag Team Championships on him right now, and I get it, it's a big part of the story, the bloodline, etc., etc. And the bloodline has all the, the gold on SmackDown that they can have for three members. Um, it's a little surprising because it looks like they're encouraging bad behavior. And, um, and you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if a year from now it comes out that there was no imposed uh, in, uh sanctions on Jimmy and they are encouraging I I wouldn't be surprised um, I'm just more like I said being positive here but Usos won the tag team championships for the what 7th or 8th time I know they're, th- they're usually 3 or 4 reigns behind the New Day after New Day are at 11 then they have to be at 8 I think this is their 8th I could be wrong someone will, will sure enough say no fact check fact check you know something whatever um, then we get to the main card uh, this was a surprise to me. I, I chose Liv Morgan to win just because she had the most going into it as far as like, hey, you're, you're going against me. And also, just for you guys who listen to the Sunday show, which was the Monday show, um, I I did not, I, I did that recording before they announced Tamina was going to be the eighth participant. So... Um, I didn't see that coming. I I like Tamina. I'm one of the very few people that I know that likes Tamina. Um, I do believe that was a waste of a spot. Um, and it's not because I'm a super Sonya Deville fan. I will say this. Last year, before she did the Loser Leaves Town match, um, she had improved drastically. Her promos were better. Her written ring work was getting really good. So I do wonder how she's going to look. Because this is literally a year off. Uh, and at this point, we're going to be in Europe. So I'm curious as to see what she's going to look like when she comes back. She's going to need to get the ring rust off um, a lot. Um, but no, um, I thought this was a pretty decent. I actually thought the finish was actually, I don't think we've ever seen a finish where like everyone in the match is up on the ladders. And then Nikki Ash, who won, just climbs over everybody and grabs it. Like, why? That, that to me, I thought it was a fun um it finished because it's never been done before, one. And two, it just works because um, just, just, it's just realistic. Not, not everyone's paying attention all the time. You grab it, you know? And um, and like I said, it's also someone new. Like, I wouldn't, like I said, love more when someone new, too. But this is someone new. And people really like Nikki, you know? I actually, as most of you guys know, I don't usually leave the volume off for shows. Parts of the show, I left the volume on. The Money in the Bank matches, the Kofi Kingston, Bobby Lashley match, and uh, the Roman Reigns Edge match. So almost, actually more than half the show, it's four matches. Um, I kept the uh, the commentary on or the volume up. Also because the live crowds are back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this was not bad Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, I... I I think it's been more intriguing Money Make Ladder matches with the women that have been involved. Like in this one, I just don't find it intriguing to have Tamina, Natalia in the match, you know, because you don't, you know, they're not winning. Um, it's obviously good to hear 
Naomi get the pop she got because Naomi is over with fans. People people really like Naomi. But now I'm curious to see because this year they did not separate anything. So the man and the woman who win the Money in the Bank briefcase can challenge either champion. So Nikki, even though she's on Raw, does not have to challenge Charlotte. She can challenge Bianca. She won't. But you get my point. Now the winner of the men's, which we'll get to in a moment, can challenge either. Um, so I thought it was a nice winner. Um, I, I, I the, unlike the men, the women have a one hundred percent cash in rate as of this recording. I'm going to say as my 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 call. I'm going to call my shot now. I'm going to say that remains and that Nikki will be Nikki Ash, uh, almost superhero for those who don't know that means. Uh, will be a, a next world champion. Who she cashes in on, I don't know. At this point, how many world championships does... Nah, we'll get to that in a second. Next up, Styles and Omos retain their world tag team championships over the Viking Raiders. I thought this was a good match. Um, you see Omos doing more and more each week. He is so big, though. Like You could tell like he's... He's still a work in progress. But once again, putting him in a tag team would um, one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, it doesn't hurt, you know. And for him to be getting this, these victories and him pinning people is just awesome. I, th- I, I, thought, this was, I thought this was a good match. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, and, and it moves him on to the next one, which I'm assuming in Vegas at SummerSlam. They're going to lose those belts to RK-Bro, but we'll get there when we get there. But I thought this was a decent match. Next up, this is what it needed to be. Bobby Lashley absolutely destroyed Kofi Kingston. Uh, it, it, he, he, he toyed with him. Like, this was a squash match, but it was an enjoyable squash match because he took his time with him. And he just said, I'm gonna, he having the full Nelson uh, or the Hurt Lock, whatever you want to call it. The first time, he released it just to destroy him more. And I think you couldn't have done it against a better guy than Kofi. Because Kofi, he came out to a huge ovation. You know, people love Kofi. And um, I thought this was very heartbreaking for some people to see, which I think is the point, you know. Bobby Lashley need to become a killer again. He's not getting Lesnar next month. Apparently, he's getting Goldberg and... I, I know I'm the wrong person to say this because I have a bias because I've never liked Goldberg. I think he's had his moments, but I've never truly enjoyed. But I don't see how this guy comes back. I get he has two matches a year. Do all of them have to be championship matches? You know, I, I just don't get it, you know. And he already came back, said that Drew had something for the legends and blah, 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 whatever that meant. I understand that they got I, I remember it. Because Drew got cut off in the middle of the promo on Legends Night. But um, I just don't see how he comes back and gets championship match or championship match. And he's going to lose. There's no reason Goldberg should ever win the WWE championship right now. And especially even if it's just for a night, he should not win the WWE championship from Bobby Lashley. For what reason? It makes no sense. So anyways... um, this was what needed to be. And I like Kofi, but at the end of the day, he needed to be destroyed after what happened to him on Monday night to Xavier Woods. 
Um, he needed to be destroyed. So this is what got. Well, this will get Lashley back on track to do the things he needs to do. Um, but this is what it needed to be. Uh, number four, Charlotte Flair wins her 14th. I believe this is 14 world title runs. I'm including NXT, but if we're not including NXT, I believe it's just 12. Just 12. Listen to me. Still can go fuck off. Um, <laughs> um, but it's 14. This was a good match. This was a really good match. I did love how this is when the the network the network issues with Peacock started happening, where it was like glitching out, going black, going black, going black, going black, going black, and I actually didn't cut my phone on because I was watching it on my iPad. Then I start watching it on my on my phone, and it was doing the same thing. So I said, you know what? So I randomly just like um, just cut the app off, went away, brought it back in, and. They start working again, not immediately, but maybe like four minutes later. Anyways, I thought this was a good match. I loved how the crowd had no investment in this match. They could care less. But once again, I'm not blaming them. The build has been pretty crappy, if we're being honest. Let's be honest here. Um, But this match was good. These two have just great chemistry. Um... But once again, Rhea Ripley, this didn't surprise me. When I did my picks earlier, or this week, I, I was definitely sniffing hopium. <sighs> I was all in hopium. My nose was scar-faced and white. Um, that Rhea would win, you know? But she just, it's, Rhea reminds me of Asuka now. How Asuka's now beating Charlotte like two or three times in a row via pinfall. But before, she couldn't buy a win against Charlotte Flair. Rhea is in the same position now, where Rhea can't buy a win against Charlotte. And, and so, um, I don't know what good this did, honestly. That's the part I'm really confused about. I don't understand what good this did. Um, putting the belt back on Charlotte. Um, I know she's a tried and true. I know she hasn't held the belt since she, I know she had the tag team titles when she came back, but has it been a year since she has? I guess technically it's been a year because technically she lost the NXT Women's Championship without being pinned. Rhea was pinned for that, ironically, uh, last June. So I guess it's been over a year since she's had a world championship. So I, I don't know what good this does. I really don't. But I, but she has this belt so much like. When, I, I remember someone was talking to me one time and said, well, John Cena's been cashing on more on it. Well, yeah, John Cena has 16 world title runs. He, who, who else is there to cash on if you keep, keep putting the belt on the same person? Like, I believe Charlotte's been cashing on twice. Like, but it's, it's going to be three times. <laughs> but she keeps, she has the belt, you know, so it makes sense. But anyways, uh, this match was pretty entertaining. But at the same time, also the crowd was entertaining because my point in all this was they were calling for Becky Lynch. Charlotte Flair did not like that. She gave him the crotch chop, then flipped off the fans. So, uh, at first, when the, that, that's the first time the screen went black for me. So, I thought WWE did it, but they didn't. That was completely Peacock being crappy Peacock. Um, but these two just have great chemistry, without a shadow of a doubt. Someone, I was talking to someone about my collection the other day, and they asked me, like, who don't I have that I should have? And I said, I don't think there's anyone. Like, there's no one that I have in my collection that I shouldn't have. If that makes any sense. And I was like, I don't have a Charlotte Fleur. I knew that I didn't have a Charlotte Fleur for sure. 
because that new Ultimate Edition Ric Flair, I was thinking about getting that, and I have a Ric Flair already. Um, but I was like, I don't know. I know I already have a Ric Flair in my collection at Lab. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I need another one. And, um, and I don't remember which Ric Flair I have though. That's the thing. That's the key. Also, the Ultimate Edition Ric Flair is pretty, pretty cool. And they were like, well, why don't you just get a Charlotte Flair? You should. I said, you know, I know there's a ringside edition of Charlotte Flair, and I may get, I'm gonna, I may make my decision to get that. I just, she does nothing for me. The same way there's a certain people who just like Karen Cross. His, even though he has an elite already out, it just does nothing for me. You know, so I'm just like, eh, I'm good, you know, and I may regret that later. I may want one later, but usually in my collection, I'm pretty decisive of what I want and what I don't want, you know. Um, I'm not, I guess I can say I'm not tired because, once again, I, I, I have been fortunate enough to live eat, through, I'm old enough to where I've seen Hogan's run. I'm not that old. But I remember Hogan having, like, Hogan had, like, I call Hogan and Cash Money Records the same thing. They've had, like, three or four different runs, right? So I've been around for Hogan runs, where he just has world titles, you know. Uh, despite what people think, as as hot as Austin was, Austin's only a six-time world champion. And his longest run was his heel run, which says a lot. Um... And I don't think The Rock held the WWE Championship for more than two months at that time. You know, his longest title run was his Intercontinental title run, which was his second Intercontinental title run. Um, but also, also living through John Cena, dude. Like, this is just, I can't be mad at this because I'm used to seeing it, especially from WWE. So, um, this just isn't surprising. But anyways, back to that point of stories. I don't know, like... Something has held me back from that, from, from getting a Charlotte Flair, you know, um, even though I should want one, right? I don't know. My collectors, tell me what you think. Anyway, this was a good match. They have good chemistry. I didn't see the need to take the bell of Rhea, but what do I know? I, they may not want Nikki Ash to cash on her, you know, um, but now that Charlotte has his belt, it makes it easier for Nikki to uh, cash in on her for sure. Next up, match number five. The money in the bank ladder match for the men. This was really enjoyable, really fun, really also predictable. Um, Virginia Mahal pulling Drew McIntyre out, just completely screwing him out of any chance of getting the WWE Championship in the next few months. As long as Lashley has that belt, he's not getting a shot, which good. Um, there were some audible boos for Drew McIntyre, though. Um, which I think a lot of people call. I know podcasters and and marks so don't don't know anything air quotes, um, but no, it's kind of obvious. You know, he's been the poster boy. It just makes sense for people to boom, you know. Um, but no, I thought this was good. It was really predict. Like I didn't think my the last two matches I called perfectly. I didn't think that was going to happen, as I said, but it just, to me, I just thought those would be fun finishes. Um, Kevin Owens, Kevin freaking Owens is crazy. Like, I thought Ricochet and John Morrison were going to kill themselves. There's just some athletic stuff in this stuff, all the flips and all the parkour stuff, whatever. Kevin Owens took the most punishment. You mean suplex on the edge of, double suplex on the edge of ladders, power bomb through ladders. Like, he's freaking nuts. Um, 
And once again, the end. I didn't think it was going to happen, but the end was Big E pulling Seth Rollins down, doing the big end from the top of the ladder, which was a fun move to watch. Then climbing up and getting his money in the bank. I hope he's not legitimately hurt because when he did that stupid move he always does, which is a spear with the, with someone standing on the apron, he does a spear through the ropes to the floor. It's a stupid freaking move. I hate that he does it. Um, I get it shows how big I can do. I hope he's I hope he's was just favoring his arm, but he's not legitimately hurt. And they take that that briefcase off him because he is the next world champion. He is the guy that's going to dethrone Roman Reigns. Um, well. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, I'll tell you why in a second. But um, he is a guy that's going to be a WWE champion next. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, um, I'm seeing favor at arm. But you look at it, I mean, I ho- I'm, also, I'm hoping he's just selling now. But I also hope that someone tells him to stop doing that effing move, dude. It's so freaking stupid. We know you can do it. Great. Fantastic. Please stop doing it. I hate that he doesn't move. I really do. Um, but this is a, this is huge. Uh, obviously, they were gonna push Big E to the moon once they gave him new music, moving away from a new day. I would I thought he was gonna take the championship off Roman Reigns. Now, obviously, the match for WrestleMania, and if certain people, which we'll get to in a second, can make the time to take off of Hollywood to do a quick match and build, then The Rock, who is definitely the hottest actor in Hollywood can definitely do it. So that's the match for WrestleMania. We already know what match for WrestleMania. Rock reigns. So that belt may very well still be on Roman Reigns until the end of WrestleMania next year, uh, maybe a month or two later. However, we have a new wrinkle now. Bobby Lashley just destroyed Kofi Kingston. Destroyed him. I can see him destroying Xavier Woods tomorrow night. Big E could very well cash in on Bobby Lashley and say, what's up? You're taking out the homies. Try taking me out. You know, I don't know if that's going to I don't think that's going to happen before the the Goldberg match. I'm sure they might want Bobby Lashley to have the championship for that. But after that, I think it's fair freaking game, dude. Because um, we already know where we're going with SummerSlam. And we're getting to that right now. But... I like the two Money in the Bank winners this year. Last year, I just like Asuka and, and Otis. The year before, I hated the winners. I believe the year before was Braun Strowman. And matter of fact, let's just look it up while we're on air. I know it's not always the best, but sometimes I don't know. I, sometimes I just don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, sometimes I just don't know what I'm going to talk about. Money in the Bank. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Hmm. Let's see. 2020. 2019. That's what we're looking for. I'm on Wikipedia right now. Sorry. I'm not sorry. I mean, I'm going to do it. I'm excited. Don't eat it. So, whatever. Here we go. Looking for the results. Bailey won, which I liked because she cashed in later that night, I believe. And then Braun Strowman won, right? 
no, this is one that Brock Lesnar won. Yeah, so I didn't like that either. Um, so I, I do like the Money in Bank winners. I think they will both cash in and become world champions. Um, and But there's a wrinkle with Begina. And honestly, you can have Reigns go into that match with Rock, not even as champion. I know the rumor I've been seeing has been... They want the, the wrinkle that WWE could put in to protect The Rock from Hollywood is make it a tag team match and make it one Uso, which would be obviously Jimmy and Rock versus Jay and Reigns. Rock could very well cost Roman Reigns that championship to Big E beforehand. But I, I think, honestly, just seeing what happened to Kofi, it wouldn't be surprising if Big E came after uh, Bobby Lashley. Now, about that, think about that. Think about that craziness. They go however many years, and you get Rock as one black champion, but he's he's promoted as Samoan. So let's take Rock out. I know people don't like to do that. I know some people get insulted by that, air quotes, but whatever, right? We know what that's about. But you have so many years with not having a black WWE champion. Then you get Kofi Kingston as one. Then a couple years later, you didn't crown Bobby Lashley. Then you will crown Big E. That is some uh, some turnaround there. Um, but anyways, let's get to the final match. Roman Reigns defending against Edge. The, the build for this was the, the crowd was hot for this. Reigns made Edge wait. This was very fun to watch. I enjoyed it. Um, it was also predictable with Rollins costing Edge the championship. Um, this 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 match set up two matches for SummerSlam. Um, Rollins and Edge who brawled to the crowd. You have Reigns then with the mic. Once Reigns got the mic, once they follow Edge and Rollins in, I said, "Oh, Cena's about to come out." They're I, I literally said, but I said, I, but I was hoping in my head that they didn't fight, right? And um, and he said, now you can acknowledge me, whatever. And all of a sudden, you're seeing his music plays, and that crowd went crazy. Was well, this the first time Cena's been back? Like, in WWE arenas, like, in f- three or four years? It's been the first time, I'm like, no. Yeah, because when he came back, that was during the pandemic. No one was in these rooms. No one was in these arenas, excuse me. Um, holy crap on a cracker, dude. It's his first appearance in front of WWE fans in a very long time. Anyways, the crowd goes crazy. Cena just looks at him, says, you can't see me. Then they go to credits. They didn't touch. I loved that they did not touch. I was like, perfecto. Like, they don't need to touch. He came back. People know he's back officially. You know, there wasn't... I know people were saying there was a ton of surprises. I know WrestleVille said there's going to be a ton of surprises. I think that was the only surprise of the night, though. Like, I know people were expecting Becky Lynch, but that was a surprise. It was a good one, you know, um, but I love that they did not touch. You see Cena just, like, looking at Reigns, stepping up, stepping up, and Reigns says, you want this? And then, say, and then Cena just gives him the, the, you can't see me, and just walks away. I just, I I loved it. This is the this is the money match. This will obviously main event SummerSlam in Las Vegas in that new stadium the Raiders have. Um, Reigns will win. He should win. And then you have Edge versus Rollins. You know, this and this is seven years in the making. And I think it's going to be good as well. So, I think overall, a very, very, very strong show. 
um, and it leaves so many possibilities. It, it leaves multiversal possibilities, like the end of Loki. So, anyways, that is this first half of the show. I actually did a little uh, another piece to the show, talking about my favorite t- ten moments of AEW and WWE during the pandemic. Some stuff we've already talked about. It, it only goes like fifteen minutes long. Um, but this is your Wednesday show for this week. I appreciate it. Next week, we will get back to some stuff. I will actually break down the trailer for Titan Season 3 as we are only a couple weeks away. And we will be doing weekly reviews on Titans um, because I did a review of the first two seasons. So, um, I'm excited for that. So, anyways, you guys enjoy the week. Talk to you guys next week. This is how I see things a little differently. Listen to the last bit of the show. My name is Selena DeLorenza, and you're listening to I See Things a Little Differently. As I record this, just seeing impact, making an impact, we're trying to at least. Jay White, the leader of the Bullet Club, in the impact zone, at the same time, that Kenny Omega, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, is in the Impact Zone. Also the Impact World Champion. Also, the Good Brothers just regained the Impact Tag Team titles from Finn Juice. Like, as as I was thinking about recording this, I was like, what, what can we talk about? Because it's officially an end of an era, even though we're still technically in a pandemic. Which I don't think we're coming out of until next year. Like, fully. With live fans coming, this this because I'm obviously in the states, United States, America. For those of you who listen worldwide, um, we're not shutting down. Things are just gonna. As I recorded this, I'm in Houston. I'm at Comic Palooza, my first Comic Con in 15 months. Super excited to be here. Um, I was thinking about what can I record, like as far as like. to remember this moment as we're coming out of this pandemic we have these live fans yeah we've had live fans at pay-per-views but now we're having live fans back at shows in full crowd like 100% full crowds and for me today was my first day day one of the con and um there was moments where I did not wear a mask but there had been but then as I found myself walking around I found myself putting my mask back on not because I think anything is dangerous, but it's because it's, I'm used to it now. It's been essentially 15, 16 months since we had to put on masks. And I was like, well, it's the end of an era. And what, what do I think are like some, some moments from both AEW and WWE from the last 15 months that, and I, and I, when I think about it, I'm like, because there were some moments. Obviously, we're going to miss. The, the wrestling fans missed a rest, an entire WrestleMania, technically two WrestleManias, um, in all out. Um, a lot of things had to be adjusted, which obviously it needed to happen. But the point is, my first thought was like, what are like some top moments? And I, we talked a little bit about this earlier or last year in the archives, but as it comes to an end, we've had some we've had some newer moments. What do I think are like some of the best moments that we should just honor in the pandemic era as we move forward 
to a new world essentially um in in, in pro wrestling like it, it's just it's just fitting as i was thinking about this you switch blades show up on impact who knows what that means um the elite have all the gold tag team titles in both impact and aew world championships in multiple companies um it just it's it's just i think we should think about what the good was because we, we could talk about the bad all day and there's a lot of bad and i'm also recording this one day before money in the bank and i will what i'm actually gonna do even though technically the, the monday show is on sunday this week so by the time you guys hear this you have already heard that if you haven't checked the archives uh, i'm actually going to mix these two shows so I'm going to do a Money in the Bank review because by the time the con ends tomorrow, I'm heading straight back to my hotel room to watch uh, Money in the Bank. I will do a review and then I will post it on the Wednesday show. Um, and then the following week on the Wednesday show, we're going to get into... So all this week will be wrestling. It won't be anything comic book wise. But the following week, we'll do some follow-up on the Titans. Um trailer that just dropped my thoughts on it we'll also do final follow-up on the first three shows and where i stand with them but this week will be all about wrestling i want to really delve into what we're seeing as we're heading into essentially what is going to be a huge pay-per-view tomorrow night as we head into what really will be the wrestlemania of this year or SummerSlam. i know that's the rumors that they want to be bigger than SummerSlam, but then wrestlemania but it has to be like they're having this this will be the first pay-per-view second excuse me second pay-per-view with a full crowd that's one of the big four so um yeah we're gonna mix these two shit we're gonna mix them so you'll hear dj scratch and i don't know how i think i'm gonna put this before i don't know yeah i'll probably put this before money in the bank i don't know we'll figure it out we'll get to it when we get to it but anyways these aren't in, in no specific order. I just wanted to talk about these these moments. I, I split between AEW and WWE 5-5. We'll start with AEW. Because we always start with WWE. To me, one of the top moments was uh, Brody's... And, you, and I'm mixing two of them, essentially. We're talking about debuts. Did they get... And once again, this is from like... I'm starting to say like WrestleMania 35, essentially. To now. So to me, obviously his debuts didn't have the impact they would have. They had still had an impact, but um, no pun intended. But not like it would have if fans would have been in attendance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Matt Hardy's debut, Brody Lee's debut, Sting's debut. I think were all cool, um, but obviously it was missing something with no fans. But as I say that, I'm thinking about number two. To me, Brody squashing Cody. And then the dog collar match, which was Brody Lee's last match. What a way to go out, losing the TNT Championship. But in that month or month and a half he had the TNT title, he squashed the hell out of Cody in a really surprising John Cena moment from WrestleMania. I mean, from a SummerSlam many years ago and Brock Lesnar. Um, I just thought those two kind of fit together. We got Omega, the belt collector. Um, 
he went a year and a half with being very selfless. And then it was just his time to pick up. You know, and to me, his time is his time is AEW champion. I'm still maintain. I'm dying on this hill, even if they, even if I think they do the wrong thing and they have Omega beat Hangman, I am dying on the hill that Kenny Omega will lose that Impact World, excuse me, that AEW World Heavyweight Championship to Hangman and Page. But Omega, the belt collector, we got. Um, we still have, you know, he still has all the gold. Um, Stadium Stampede one, I thought was better than two. But one, to me, out of necessity, they had to do something, and they just used everything they could at their disposal, and I just thought it was creative. I know everything's not going to be gold, but I thought they did a really, really good job. Finally, five, the working relationship with Impact and New Japan, with AEW, it just makes things... You have three companies essentially working with each other who knows where this is gonna go um i'm <laughs> roh poor poor roh like they have no buzz right now and it's unfortunate because imagine all 40s come I, I get it. it it takes a lot of ego a lot of planning to work a lot of stuff out you still have talent who have some, some creative freedoms that probably don't want to be in certain things but you have three companies currently working together. And with. I can only imagine what they're planning on doing with this. Because now you have essentially a Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. All these, all these people are former members of Bullet Club. They just call themselves the elite. <laughs> you know? Um, so I'm interested to see where this goes. But I'm happy to see it working out so far. Knock on wood that it continues to work out. Let's talk about WWE now. Obviously. The Roman Reigns heel turn is the biggest thing that they did during the pandemic. Um, it's the most important thing they have done during the pandemic. Roman Reigns came back uh, jacked, in the part, and to me, in the best shape of his life. Um, got the new vernaculars. Um, he immediately came back and won the championship. He never lost. He will reach a year as world champion next month. Um, but it was the biggest move in... It's fine. He's finally the star that Vince McMahon wanted him to be, and it's all because they finally pulled the trigger on it. And Roman Reigns seems like he's finally just said, "You know what? Enough's enough. I am the face of this company. Give me what I want." It sounds like he came, he came back and said, "This is what I want. You want me to come back? This is what needs to happen." So, um, to me, the next thing is bone the boneyard match. If this is really Undertaker's retirement match, I think it was. I know some people say AJ Styles got nothing, and which is which is true. He didn't get much, but man, what ironically it features the Good Brothers too. Um, but I thought it was a fun match. What a way to go off for Undertaker! What and Styles wanted to do it anyway. Styles wanted to lose. I'm pretty sure Styles didn't want to win, but also he also got AJ Styles in the main event of WrestleMania. So, I'll take that, you know, all day. The Hurt Business. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the breakup. But we, we all know that that was foolish. But it got Cedric Alexander, Sean Benjamin, Tag Team Championship run. MVP credibility is a manager. Um, so, even if you didn't think he was a Hall of Fame wrestler... He, he he he's proven his chops, but then 
Him and Lashley were together in Impact. I don't think people people really know that. Because if you don't watch Impact, you why would you know? But to me, this this pairing just just fits. And Bobby Lashley finally has not just a World Heavyweight Championship title. To me, I for me as a fan, I've always thought that when they and I know some people are gonna fast forward when they hear this, but to me, I always felt like a black man getting the WWE title just meant much more than the the secondary title. I get it. The universal title, they will say, is the biggest part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the name of the company. The name of the company is WWE. There's a reason why there's only been... Like, Universal Championship is too new to say, oh, well, it's an exclusive company. Eh, eh, is it? The WWE Championship, whether you think it's been done right at times or not, has been very... Very held, held very, very tightly. Like, there's only been a few slip ups in with that belt. Jinder Mahal, maybe one of them to some people. Um, but in the day, that title's been very protected. I think only 57 men have held that championship in the lineage. Um, and it's even more rare when you see the number of people who've held it multiple times, you know. Um, the fact that Miz is on that list is very important, you know. Even though a second title run was a transitional period, it's still a second title run, you know. But Bobby Lashley having it, I, I think, was having it now still um, is very important. Even though <laughs> it looks like we're not getting the match we wanted at SummerSlam, it looks like we're getting the match, the last thing we wanted. It looks like it's going to be Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley, which I will say this. It's going to be a win for Bobby Lashley, um, but okay. But to me, Herbert, this is one of the best things. Also, the two-woman power trip. I know Bailey just injured her knee. Looks like an ACL tear out nine months, which sucks because now fans are back. But um, she built herself up as such a great heel. Well, when she comes back, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're, they won't be able to have her as a heel. She's going to have to be a face. That's just <laughs> what it is. The same way Roman Reigns... The end of 2022, he's going to be such a huge face. Such a huge face. But I can't wait till he turns heel and does, becomes Hollywood Reigns. Looking forward to that as well. And finally, to me, the importance of the Intercontinental Championship. Um, Braun Strowman defeated Shinsuke Nakamura for it. Once he lost it to Sami Zayn, to me, it's been an importance ever since. Zayn won it. Had uh, left because of COVID. They had the tournament, which had the, which had that great finals between Styles and Brian, which netted Styles' first Intercontinental Championship. Then Zayn comes back. You have the dual Intercontinental titles, and you have the ladder match between Jeff Hardy, Zayn, and um, Styles. Then that leads into Big E split from New Day. And Sami Zayn doing whatever he can to avoid Big E until Big E finally gets his second run with the Intercontinental title, which then leads to Apollo Crews' heel turn. And now Apollo Crews owns the Intercontinental title at the moment as recording. But to me, the importance of that championship rebuilding itself um, was pretty cool. So to me, I just want to acknowledge those things. Um, yeah, I may leave this to the end. But um, we'll figure it out as we go. We always do. But I want to talk about those moments there. I thought they should be acknowledged. So 
that is, yeah, this will be the end of the show, actually. That's how I'm going to run this. This has been, I see things a little differently. I am the slow chemical. Enjoy the Money in the Bank review before this. And then, this. We're out.